Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Natural Running Network. We are brought to you by Mio, makers of the world's first strapless heart rate monitor sports watches, and MedHab, makers of RPM Squared, an innovative system of gait analysis that slips right into your running shoes. My name is Richard Diaz. I am your host. Are you a runner? Do you love to get out and challenge yourself? Running your first marathon or maybe caught the bug of obstacle racing? Well, sit tight because this is a show you just don't want to miss. I'm with Leslie Patterson. She is a phenom in the sport of Xterra. And every time I look up and check her stats, it's just another feather in her hat. And uh, I like Leslie. Leslie and I have chatted before. We've shared clients together and... I'm really, really pleased to have you back on the show with me, Leslie. Say hello to the audience. Hello, guys. It's great to uh, great to virtually meet you all. <laughs> so, Leslie, let me just kind of walk you through this for a second. I'm looking at your site, and I, I'm, I'm sure that this isn't even up to date. So you're going to have to – I know you just come back from Europe, but we're going to get to that in a minute. It says here, 2015, first pro woman at Xterra Costa Rica, first woman pro Xterra – West Championships, Las Vegas, East Championships in Alabama, first pro woman overall, including the men, Xterra Laguna Beach, first pro, I mean, come on, I mean, just on and on and on, you just have been dominating the sport, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there, we spoke before we went live, you're saying a lot of pressure on you, wah, 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 you're kicking everybody's ass, and I think it's great. Yeah. No, I'm really happy with how he has gone. You know, I've had a really traumatic couple of years with injury and illness, so it's nice just to get back out there and strut my stuff and give it a go and, you know, just find the joy in the sport again. It was uh, lost there for a long time, so I'm very, very happy to to be out there doing my thing and, you know, doing what I know I can. So you broke your wrist recently, right? Yeah, man. I mean, I it's before the Costa Rica race, I uh, actually broke my shoulder uh, the day before the race and raced the entire race one armed. <laughs> um, that, that that was interesting. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then um, a few months after that, broke my wrist and my right hand as well. So uh, yeah, that was that was that was uh, a traumatic time. That was the day before a major race and. Uh, also, I was supposed to be going to Europe for a series of races, and that whole thing was cancelled, and I was having surgery, and, uh, you know, as with everything in life, right, you got to overcome the, the challenges, and it makes it all the more sweeter when you come back. Yeah, but didn't you race soon after the uh, the surgery on your wrist and, and win? I did. <laughs> yeah. Where Where was yeah. that? It was kind of crazy. So after that whole all happened and I had surgery, we decided to go up to Mammoth and uh, uh, spend a month in Mammoth just training, you know, because I could only really be on a stationary trainer. Uh, I could still run. I could not swim, obviously. And um, uh, uh, we were staying at my surgeon's, you know, condo up there, and he came up to do June Lake Triathlon in Mammoth. And this was uh, 10 days after surgery. And, and in all honesty, I mean, 
things were healing up real nice and I'd had a chance to be out on the road and you know I, I asked them I said hey you know what are the chances of me giving this a go because it's on the road I should be fine I'll just hold on to the bars and uh, he didn't think there was any risk of infection or it was minimal because it was healing so quick so he said go ahead so I raced that and uh, you know won that race and was second overall like the guys and had a had a great time so I was it was pretty cool really um yeah, and then um, a week after that, so this was a you know kind of two weeks after surgery basically, I uh, I did the the Tahoe 100k level series uh, mountain bike race, um, and managed to to get through 100k with uh, a semi same. Yeah, it was it was crazy how quick I, I recovered really. I think, um, you know, I'm I'm just so fit and and I, I was using you know, oxygen balloons them and light cure laser and all sorts of hoopla like that to get it real quick and it worked. Wow. Wow. So, so now if yeah. I, I gotta I gotta be honest with you. If I broke my wrist and had surgery on my arm, I'd be wallowing in my in my beer and kicking back and feeling sorry for myself for probably a good three weeks before I would even think about doing anything. That's yeah, you know it's it, it, it's funny because, you know, people, the, the day it happens, it was really traumatic, and I was super, super upset, you know, crying the whole time, just, I mean, just devastated after all that I've been through, all the two years of injury and illness and coming back and this and that, and I actually went home from the hospital, and uh, I was in Colorado at the time, and I set up a, a stationary trainer at a friend's house and got back from the hospital all bandaged up and I sat in that trainer for two hours. Wow. And I just needed to know that I could do that and that changed my attitude about everything. I just was like, well, I'm just going to have to suck it up. And so from that point on, as soon as I knew I could get a station trainer, I was like, well, I can either be pissed off about this or I can, you know, suck it up and get on with it. So I sucked it up and got on with it. And ended up, you know. Well, wow. so now uh, we've got the world championships coming up in Maui. What's in a couple of weeks, right? And um, it's in a month, November, November first. Okay. Well, you said earlier that there's some tough chicks going to be there. There's no hand me down. There's no. There's no free ride yep. in this. But yep. I, I got to tell you, I'll bet you they're scared to death that you're coming. Yeah, you know, I mean, hey, they'd be silly not to be, and, and they, you know, we have a mutual respect for each other. Um, but, you know, there's the current Xterra world champ and IT world cross uh, world champ for Duffy that has just been killing the, the ITU circuit. Uh, and she's just been dominating. We, we, we just haven't raced each other all season. So, uh, you know, it's definitely going to be a fun race, but I'm, I'm under no, you know, illusion. She, I mean, she swims three minutes quicker than me. She's a very strong biker and her running has come on incredibly. So, you know. Um, I'm realistic, but I'll be fighting to the better end, and, and I think she knows that, but that's also what, what is good about this sport, right? Right. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, good, good times, man. Good times ahead. Yeah, good for you. I mean, how, how cool is it? Because I know, as you suggested, you had a rough, rough year in 2014 with with illness, and, and I'd imagine that just really makes it – hard to just you, you start to uh, second guess yourself and wonder whether it's over did you get through that did you feel that kind of uh, uh sensation oh it was brutal i mean i went through actual proper depression to be honest um you know uh, both with the symptoms you know i have lyme disease 
And, uh, you know, I had uh, a major injury at the end of 2013, which kind of went hand-in-hand with the Lyme's disease, in all honesty. It was piriformis syndrome and sciatica and, you know, all sorts of hoopla going on there, but my body just couldn't mend itself because I was so sick. Mm-hmm. Um, so I uh, just had a terrible time. At the beginning of uh, 2014, just, I mean, just not good at all. And uh, kind of got my, my, my shit together, so to speak, and managed to kind of pick my way up halfway through the season. And I mean, at, at one point, I mean, really in all seriousness, at one point I couldn't actually sit down at all uh, without being in severe pain. So I had to have a friend drive me everywhere. I had to lie down in the back seat. If I was ever to sit down, I had to either lie down or sit on bags of ice. Um, oh, I couldn't, yeah, I mean, it was just dreadful. So when you're at that point, uh, the thought of ever being able to exercise without pain is just, you know, un- unthinkable, unfathomable. And so from going from literally the athlete I always thought I could be to just floored like that was very, very humbling. Um, so, you know, from that, uh, I kind of got myself back to exercising with, you know, 30 or 40 percent pain uh, throughout the season of 2014. Did a few races, but you know, it had six months off, uh, so that was pretty tough to come back from. And then all the symptoms of my Lyme kept, you know, resurfacing all the time. And so, at the end of 2014, I spent a month with a, a doctor out in Florida that specialises in it. Went through various protocols and changed up my diet and did a bunch of things and started back training in, in January of 2015 and. You know, touch wood, things have, you know, been really pretty good for, for 2015, but it, it, you know, really just filled with gratitude to be out doing what I love to do. Yeah, man, man, yeah. that's brutal. <laughs> I, uh, did. I had, I don't want to try to compare our, our stories, but, you know, I, I had one of those life-shocking situations back in the day where, they suggested that I had potentially MS, and then they said I had a brain tumor, and then they said I had, you know, they went through all this jazz, and I ended up having to have spinal cord surgery. And, and I mean, I didn't have this athletic career behind me that I was like, oh, my God, my career is over. But I, I went through a period where I could not run at all for a long time, and just watching people run made me sad. And, uh, yeah. you know, I finally got it back. So you just never know. I guess I guess the, the, the story behind this is that uh, you just got to keep looking forward, right? You just, you can't look back, you know? No, you can't, you know, and I think that that's really important because as athletes, right, where where were we, what were the sessions that got us into our quote-unquote fittest we'd ever be in state, and it's it's an evolving thing all the time. It's ever-changing physically and mentally, and and I think you've got to be comfortable with that being the case. Um. You know, so it's been a huge learning curve, but it's also something I can share with my athletes. Yeah. Which is great. So how yeah. many athletes are you coaching now through Braveheart? Yeah, so we have a, a lot of athletes. So my husband and I coach individual athletes, you know, him and I. You know, about 40 athletes. And then we have a lot of um, uh, coaches around the world, really, that have various athletes. Um, so we kind of mentor them through that, and they follow us a lot these. Um, and then once a year we have a big old, you know, knees up a big old camp called the Braveheart Highland Games at the end of January here in San Diego. And last year we had about 80 athletes from across the world come, come over and, and take part in it. It was just wicked. So 
well, the whole thing to, uh, well, we're doing the same again, so we're hoping to beat the numbers. Wow. You know, there's a good chance that I'm going to be down in San Diego to do a clinic on the 17th next month. Uh, oh, cool. Well, yeah, well, yeah, a, run, a running clinic. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, working nice. working with uh, Nicodemus Holland. You know who he is? I'm a parent of him. I don't know him personally. Yeah, well, Nick is a, a trail runner uh, extraordinaire. I mean, he, he, he podiumed, came in second at the Tour de Giants in Europe, which was that 205-mile unassisted uh, trail run with 80,000 feet of elevation gain. And he's just a beast. But uh, Nick and I are friends. He was, he was up and we spent some time together. And, and uh, so we're collaborating on a little bit of a clinic down that way. We're doing one up here, but we've got one planned. It's very infant stages through a fellow by the name of Joe Decker. You've heard of Joe Decker? He's got yeah. Gut, gut Check Fitness, I think he calls it. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, so, so I'm going to be in your neighborhood. Oh, nice. Well, maybe we'll get a chance to meet up if I'm not out and about training. Yeah. Well. You know. Fat chance, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I got to share with you. I don't know. It's pro- probably not proper for me to do this. And I'll do it anyway. But uh, as you're aware, you know, I turned Hunter McIntyre onto you as he was trying to prepare for some events he was he was getting ready for and and. Um, the the sheer load of work that that you put on him, uh, he just was he had mad respect for you. He was he was getting to the point where he was almost scared of you because of the amount of work you had him doing. And, and this is kind of pretty much in your wheelhouse the way you train, I think. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, you know, we chatted a lot about it, and and it's all dependent on what your goals are and where you want to go, right? I mean, not all my athletes, you know, are going to train like that. It just you know everyone. For sure, if you're going to get coached by me, I'm going to push the boundaries with you. But that boundary might be four hours a week. It might be 24 hours a week. It might be 34 hours a week. It depends on what your goals are, where you're going, and, and what you want to get out of it. So for someone like Hunter that is a professional, you know, I mean, um, it was definitely one of those cases where I was like, okay, if you really want to be serious about this, then, you know, let's see where those boundaries are. So I think it was, yeah, definitely an eye-opener for him, but I also think he enjoyed it too, you know. Yeah, well, he he likes to suffer. He's very good at suffering. He likes to stay active, and you know, it's not like he was looking for the couch. He he, if he's not doing no. one thing, he's doing another. He stays pretty busy. Oh, you're not kidding. Yeah, and he's on his way to World Championships in Lake Tahoe um, within the week, and uh, I'm hoping for the best. I'm I'm hoping that he's going to be able to pull us out. But he's got a lot of tough competition. A lot of guys that are really serious about uh, trying to take that money home with them. And oh, absolutely. So the, absolutely. How'd, the, how'd the rumor get started that you were going to do that race? I was going to do it, but uh, with breaking my shoulder, wrist, and hand, I just couldn't um, uh, build up the, the necessary strength to be able to cope with a, a four-hour, you know, race with major obstacles. It just, I mean, when I was, you know, only a month ago, could barely lift anything up with my left shoulder still. Yeah. Uh, it just didn't make sense. You know, yeah. you've got to be clever about these things. I don't want to go and get injured again by doing something stupid. No, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. It's I, I, uh, I guess I didn't put two and two together. I know that when we spoke, uh, um, Hunter and I, and he had mentioned that uh, he was actually uh, throwing down. He was saying, "Girls, I got some bad news for you. You know, Leslie Patterson's decided to, to tip her hat, and she's she's going to be tough. It's going to be hard to beat. And you know, they're they're accustomed." to the people they race with, 
you would be kind of an, an unknown entity is the words I'm trying to use. So it would have been kind of scary for everybody to try to figure out what to do with you. But Absolutely. Well, I will be skating in the future because I definitely tend to, intend to do one that actually properly prepare myself because, again, I'm, I'm realistic. You know, you don't want to rock up to something like that and not, you know, be prepared. No, no. Well, I, I got to tell you, a lot of these, um, the, uh, the runners in the sport, they don't have the strength to do a lot of the the obstacles and the carries and what have you. And, and they, through Spartan, they have a chance to do the burpee. So they, they burpee their way out of it, and then they get back on the run. And and they almost calculate it in, in respect to how many burpees they're going to do and how long it's going to take them and how much time they'll make up because they're faster um, with, than some of the other runners. So running has gotten to be a really big deal in the sport and that's kind of what brought me into it and I, i've been spending a lot of time with those folks because they're very eager to learn uh what it's going to take to improve their running skills and and what have you so yeah i want to talk to you a little bit about power running so i've talked to a couple of guys i talked to hunter allen about this um, i had a chance to talk to jim vance and we haven't really got into uh great depth on the topic yet but this is, I think, and I don't know what your take is, I'm going to get it in a minute, but uh, this whole idea of looking at power while we're running relative to the typical metrics that we use, like you know, pace, distance, heart rate, these types of things. Now, like cycling, where power is like the metric, it is the way to determine how to set up a program and how to schedule your training, now they're looking at being able to produce this type of information through insoles, and you know the company I'm speaking of, which is RPM Squared through MedHab. Yep. Uh, and yep. I know that you've had a chance to play with it. So can you kind of share with me what your experience has been so far? Sure. I mean, it's been pretty amazing, really. There's there's a couple of reasons that's the case. Um, one is I would say injury prevention. Um, it's, you know, because it analyzes, um, you know, a, 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 the, the power placement in different parts of your foot, you can really analyze uh, gait, which is amazing because it's in real time rather from video analysis. So, um, you know, that's really helped me with various issues that I've had, and I've started to use it with my athletes as well. So, you know, at what point did he go from, say, being a midfoot striker to a heel striker and cause different stresses in different joints uh, within a workout? Uh, you know, uh, when does their ground contact time start to uh, increase? Is they fatigue? You know, uh, what is their um, stride length doing and their uh, mobility, hip mobility doing? All of these kinds of things uh, uh, help us, you know, both monitor in terms of injury prevention, but also monitor in terms of efficiency and running economy, which is ultimately what's going to, you know, increase speed in an athlete, make them faster. Uh, if we can make them more economic, of course, that's going to reduce their time. So um, those those components have, have, have been amazing to really uh, analyze and look at. Um, and then, you know, doing stuff like gym work and running drills and, and seeing all the different sort of imbalances, uh, you know, that, that, that's been super cool as well. So it's just another form of technology that takes it to a new level for running. Well, the idea... And let's, you know, just depart from the idea of running for a minute, but the idea that you're able to shuttle, I mean, potentially you could shuttle away from your bike where you've collected this information on your bike 
and move right into a run in a sport like yours, um, that would seem to me to be just kind of the holy grail, just being able to measure power output on your bike and shift right into running and then uh, carry the carry the banner further where you get a chance to see and, you know, pretty much get a, a very, very in-depth look at how you're moving. I mean, in, even, getting away from racing for a minute, just the idea that doing a brick, for example, coming off the bike to run and how you're fatiguing and, and the result of the fatigue and, and whether you're making mistakes with your ground contact, as you suggested, and whether your 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 cadence is being uh, disrupted or or the one thing that they like to talk about a lot and I think is really important is this bilateral bilateral equivalence, making sure yep. sure that both feet are carrying their own load, right, as opposed to being dominant totally. dominant on one yep. leg versus the other, right? Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, and you know I've noticed a lot of things and uh, and looking at my data, which is. Uh, which has been really, really interesting and, and goes hand in hand with various injuries that I've had, um, you know, along along the way. Um, you know, and, uh, similarly with my husband, you know, he's had knee injuries and all sorts, and just to look at his data has been has been fascinating. So, um, no doubt, it's just like that next level, isn't it? You know, being able to look at what's really going on at any given time. Yeah, and the costs associated with it. I mean, the fact that. You're talking about being able to carry power off the bike into a running shoe, and collectively you're looking at in around 600 bucks. where so far there's no product out there that I'm aware of where you can gather power on the bike for anywhere near that price and being able to you know, carry it into the run where really there's, there's no competition in that respect. Uh, someone might look at... The idea of uh, insole going in their shoe costing 600 bucks to gather power and think, well, that's kind of expensive. But if they were a cyclist first and they realize the cost associated with gathering power to begin with, that is really a great, great advantage to be able to do that. That's uh, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, cyclists know. And they, you know, it's like uh, picking up a power tap or SRM or some of these different devices that are available out there. And I know that there's new things coming out. I think uh, was it Shimano that came out with something new, or who who is it? Just yep, somebody. And came... the pedal. Right. Yeah, and the, and the pedal. Yep. But they're still. Yeah, bl- I mean, there's new, yeah, they're like a grand, aren't they? Say that again. They're about a thousand bucks. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not too. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, 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 something like that. Well, but I mean, the point being is that you know, for about four hundred bucks cheaper, not only can you get. Accurate power off the bike, but you can carry it into your running shoe. So that's oh, absolutely. that's great, pretty man. huge. Absolutely great. Yeah. So do you do a, a lot of? Uh, well, you said you, you've got uh, you've got people that you've mentored that are around the world that are working under your auspices. Do uh, do they do online coaching or are they physically working hand in hand with people? Both, both. Uh, I think any coach you know nowadays uses the online. Uh, you know, certainly maybe they use training peaks or workout logs or something like that. Okay, so there's going to be an online component to it. Um, and, you know, certainly when it comes to developing a business, it, it can be very hard for uh, any coach to purely have just athletes in their town and city. Um, so most of my athletes, as with me, uh, we do a, a combination of, of, of online and in-person. Yeah. So, yeah, it Do, works well. But you got a pretty good pool of folks that live near you that train with you pretty regular? 
Um, to be honest, because of the level at which I'm competing, I don't really train with uh, many people now. Most of my stuff is done online. We'll have some group meetings and stuff like that to keep uh, all my athletes excited and whatnot. But I have a lot of contact time with my athletes in terms of phone and email and Skype video and FaceTime and all that. But I just don't have the, the, the time <laughs> to, to, or the energy to meet up with people and take one-on-one unless they're going to pay me a lot of money. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, well, How many hours a week are you training now? Uh, at the moment, 40. <laughs> at the moment. So, so you're yep. pl- you planning on doubling that up before November? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's going to decrease. I'm in a big volume phase right now. So. Holy cow. And how much yeah. of that is running? Um, not that much. Uh, six to seven hours. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes maybe up to eight. But, you know, running is the least of it. Biking is the most. Swimming is quite a lot. I've been in the gym a lot. Um, so really I've... Uh, I've um, you know, of, uh, you know, biking is probably the one that you can get away with most volume, um, you know, without it, it causing injury. So, yeah, it's just it's just a lot, man. I'm up at 4.30 in the morning, back at 7 o'clock at night, generally. Um, and, you know, taking phone calls like this in the car and away from something or to something. You know? Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and what, when, do you hit, when do you hit the sack? When do you go to bed? Oh, 8.30? Yeah. You sound like me. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't get up quite as early. I'm up, usually up about a little before 5. And I meet people, you know, I've got a group of people we train with, and we meet people six days a week. Um, yep. But, but, you know, it seems like for me, a lot of what I do is, is about everybody else. It's, you know, I'm not a competitive athlete, so I don't have this 40-hour work week or even a five-hour work week that's dedicated just to my training. Uh, sure. Yeah. Well, I should take that back. I I get a couple rides in a week, and uh, I I'm happy for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Wow. One. Yeah. So uh, speaking of which, I, I should probably get off and do some more training, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you. Uh, nice. Wow. Wow. So you're spending a lot of time in the pool. Hey, just a lot of time doing everything. To be honest. I mean, you know, just a lot of everything. It's, you know, when you're doing that many hours, it's just continuous from one to the next, the next, the next. I mean, that's just what's worked for me in the past and what continues to work in this phase of training. It's not all the time, but in this phase. So, right. so the, yeah. the World Championships in Maui, I, I believe it's in Kauai, is that? Not, not Kauai, but uh, Kanapali? Uh, yep, in Maui. Yep. And is the course constant? Do they keep the course pretty much the same as it's always um, been? Yeah, and it's in the same. It has been in the same venue for the last few years. Um, so it's uh, still there. They change the course a little bit here and there, but large sections of it are the same. So at least I know what's coming. Right. So is the? Do you get in? I used to live on Maui. Uh, do oh, you? Cool. Yeah, I actually put on a, a triathlon in Maui uh, in in the eighties, the, the Maui triathlon, but. We used to we used to swim uh, by Black Rock in in uh, Kanapali, um, and that was where our course was. But you're up in Kapalua is where that event is, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. a little bit more rugged that way. I mean, the swim is it probably a little windy, is. huh? No, it's it's an awesome course. It's really really hard and really intense, and uh, yeah, it's great. Hopefully, I'll do well in it. Yeah, well, I'm sure you will. I'm expecting you to win it again, and I, I don't want to put any pressure on you because I know that people tend to do that. 
Well, hey, that's all right. I'm used to it. <laughs> awesome. Well, listen, great, great speaking to you, and I really, you know, appreciate uh, the opportunity to, to chat about all these things, and uh, yeah, look forward to hopefully catching up with you soon. I'm really excited to have an opportunity to compare notes with you with this power meter. Yeah. Uh, the idea of, of dealing with this force production out of the ground and being able to develop training protocols around it, people like you are who we need to figure this out and figure out what to do with yeah. it. So I think we're going to be talking about that. So, uh, Leslie, yeah. I'll, I'll let you go. I know you got plenty of things to do, and uh, I really appreciate you taking the time with me. Well, friends, it's time to bring another show to a close. Be sure and tune in to us next week. We've got a lot of great content in store for you. I want you to tell your friends to check us out. You can always find us on Facebook. Simply go search the Natural Running Network. Drop us a message. I'd love to learn more about you and the things you do. And until then, you have an amazing day.